On this episode of DC On Screen, oh my gosh, Aquaman is the king of the world, man. And so much more. Like a month's worth of news that we're just going to talk about. It's going to be massive. Mm-hmm. Right for this. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome to DC On Screen, episode 524. It has been quite a while since we saw you guys for this. For this news thing, mm-hmm. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This, the man who literally once watched me put a McDonald's milkshake on layaway, Jason Goss. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> so yeah, man, you still feeling under the weather? Yeah, yeah, we're at the tail end of it. I'm, I'm almost back. If I sound a little nasally, there's a reason. Yeah. Uh, so we know that we promised you guys a Young Justice premiere review, but it turns out they were dropping those like three at a time. So we're just going to do like review, like half season reviews. Yeah. And they're dropping them three at a time and quickly. So they're going to have 13 episodes out in just a couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. we'll we'll hit that up and then we'll hit the finale up. Absolutely. Uh, so this past week, the, uh, the guys over at Fans Without Borders, Brent and Ray, they did their second annual unpopular opinions cast. And just as I did the year before, I submitted a whole bunch of unpopular opinions. It was a lot of fun listening to that. I'll put a little link for both of those episodes, the first and the second, because, I mean, why shouldn't you go and listen to them rail on Jason from last year Mm -hmm. for denouncing an internationally beloved film? Right. (laughs) You didn't do that this year. I meant to chime in with something and I kind of got busy and forgot. (laughs) What I I hit up last year, I forget. (laughs) You said you didn't like Forrest Gump. Oh, that was right. <laughs> and your reasoning was that it was a farce. It, yeah. And Ray was like, it was supposed to be a farce. <laughs> and like after he rants about it for like five minutes, Brent just like kind of chuckles and goes, I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor things. No, I meant to send uh, – the one I meant to send in this year was uh, – it was, it was going to be like um, – uh, pa Kent should have died in the tornado and it made the film better. Oh, <laughs> I don't agree with that. I know. That's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> well, you can, you know, you can still submit it, I guess. I might chime in. I'll, Brent said, I'll get at uh, least he'll... as much flashback for that as Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Brent said he'll accept some unpopular opinions. As they roll in the next couple episodes and mm. then eventually just stop. So you've still got a little time to get one in there, even if it's not on the actual Unpopular Opinions episode. Well, we may sneak it in. We'll see. Yeah. Just slip it in. Or I could forget again. Slip up in the old pickle. Yeah. What? <laughs> I could just forget again. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about some of this news? Yeah. You might as well get started. Take a deep breath. You got, are you yeah, hydrated? Uh, you're back well I, rested. You good? Look, I, ready for this? Look, I have I have a bottle of water. I I have a passion fruit Lacroix. Uh huh. I don't like that flavor, but okay. I, I don't either. But I bought them. But you got them, and so, now you're gonna have to get through them. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that's what I've got in front of me. Oh, and anyone who just who just thought to themselves, it's pronounced Lacroix. I know. Screw you. I don't. I'm not doing that. That's how we say it around here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying Lacroix. <laughs> it's not. I I personally <laughs> have two tangerine Lacroix sitting next mm-hmm. to me because I know I'll empty mm-hmm. one, and I don't want to have to edit out the sound of opening the other. I would love to say Lacroix. Lacroix. Oh yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. um, I we've acknowledged. I've said on the show, <laughs> and now I've said on Twitter. Uh, that we were going to do some feedback this mm, week. Yeah. Wait, we're not doing feedback this week. One this more is quick too much. disclaimer. It was a lot. It was a lot. We barely got this snuck in. Um, I'm still trying yeah. to sneak it in in between like uh, possible, like maybe hopefully being down for the night and maybe, maybe not because who knows? <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to try to get this in there. And also that number of uh, voicemails that Jordan Valdez has left us has gone up to about... A thousand and forty-two formidable pile. So, <laughs> and I can say that and I, he knows I'm joking. We need time to get with ZipRecruiter and get a, uh, a a team of agents <laughs> that can help us seed through. We might need to just make him a a, a co-host <laughs> at this at this point. Uh, yeah. Well. I feel like he's the fifth Beatle here. I thought you were going to say intern for a second. I was like, oh, no, that's not going to go well. We made a video about that. No. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's hit up Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman is totally killing it. We haven't been around for the entire run. We came in. We did our review. As of right Spoilers, now, this has been out it. Dom- yeah, uh, it's been out domestically for 2.6 weeks. All right. It hasn't even opened in Japan yet. Worldwide numbers... Nine hundred and sixty-three million three hundred and sixty thousand seventy-four dollars. That's a giant amount of money. It is a giant amount of money. Domestically, it's two hundred sixty-six million. Um, I mean, that's two hundred sixty-six point five. Like, and it's still not that far in its run. I mean, it is. It's just getting. No. It's getting up there, but it's still got plenty of legs on it. So it's not that far here. Um, yeah, there's plenty of other places. It's 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 gonna hit a billion. There's no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, it got the biggest Warner Brothers opening day ever in China, the biggest we- uh, biggest Warner Brothers opening uh, weekend in China. Um, it's set to cross one billion either Friday or Saturday. It's officially in the top fifty films of all time. Yeah, I'd I'd love to look it up by Warner Brothers uh, other other films, but it's got to be mm-hmm. top notch in their performance overall, like long term. I didn't look into that, but I know it has beaten Dark Knight Rises internationally. Um, last I saw it was like Dark Knight. I'm coming for you, but and it it is the biggest DCEU movie. It it, oh, it just crushed. I mean, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um, and uh, China China has extended its run. That's a rare thing. China's extended it until February sixth, um, which happens to be the second day of the Chinese New Year. Hmm, sure. So hey guys, it's holy crap. It's doing fine. Doing fine. Doing fine. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed Aquaman of all things? You remember when Juan posted something about, like, uh, when he was rapping, he was like, I'm glad we got to finish this little indie movie we were making. <laughs> yeah. That have seems seen, so much funnier seen... now when he's actually got all the numbers. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the the Juan Billion hashtag? No. On, <laughs> on Twitter? No. <laughs> and I, I, I rolled when you said it. That just delayed the eye roll. Yeah. I've seen uh, the flight cast and some others. Uh, throwing that around on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
Speaking of eye rolls, do you remember? Do you remember the Stingray inclusion in Aquaman, where uh, his dad is watching Stingray, the the <laughs> the aquatic themed puppet show from the sixties on oh, his television? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You want to know why that's in there? Yes, I read that, but go ahead. <laughs> Edgar Wright, like. <laughs> told him that he would uh, give him, he's like, I will personally give you an Oscar if you put this in to Aquaman. Um, I, I assume that's why. But uh, he did say that uh, Juan did say, or sorry, uh, Wright did say that he owes uh, Juan an Oscar. No, he, he said something like, uh, it was something along the lines of, in, in all fairness, uh, he did it, uh, Oscar Academy, please help me out with this one. Mm-hmm. Which the Academy is not helping anybody out. Because... The, the Academy did not tweet a response to this, as far as I know. No, and the, the the Academy, and if you ever wondered why we don't take the Academy seriously, I'm just going to jump ahead because I was going to mention this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they put out the shortlist for the 2019 Academy Awards for Visual Effects, and Aquaman was not on that list. We have like Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, uh, Black Panther, Christopher Robin, First Man... Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Mary Poppins Returns, Ready Player One, Solo A Star Wars Story, and Welcome to Marwin. No no Aquaman anywhere. And I've um, only seen about half of those and I don't disagree that they were good effects. It's just that, that short list should be one one longer, one entry longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. So that's uh you know it's just bothersome to me. And Kelvin uh McGillan posted uh you know congrats james it was such an honor to be a part of this creative endeavor work with you again and uh and juan says uh, kelvin you and your department are the unsung heroes of the film the fact that your vfx peers in the academy aren't recognizing or appreciating what we slash you've all contributed to the film in cinema is effing is a effing disgrace and uh kelvin came back and said uh i'm with you james it was a complete shock to everyone that we were not in the final 10 films that will be presented at the VFX Bake Off. The selection process is very flawed and, in my opinion, too open to influence. So, I, yeah, I agree with everything he said. I don't take the Academy Awards seriously uh, at all. It's a no. nice little thing to throw up when you're trying to uh, garner some attention for yourself. But um, yeah, I, much like the Rotten Tomatoes score, a little bit, it it's, doesn't really it's mean. It's a lot shit. like any kind of. Uh, you can do this with any subjective measurement, though. When it's when it's going your way, you can be like, "Hey, nice, right?" And then when it's not, you're like, "Well, that doesn't matter." And you're kind of yeah. right both times to some extent. <laughs> I do want to say though, anyone who uh, I, I would I would think it was hilarious if if this happened, but they they have to be mm-hmm. meeting somewhere. There's a physical building somewhere that these people are going to eventually be in. Uh, surround the building and throw fish at it. That's my suggestion. I'm not, I'm not even sure that's true. Well, if it's not, that's just a shame. It used to be that way. It's like Congress. These people don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> they don't watch these films. I don't think they Skype the Academy meetings. No, I don't even think they do that. I mean, the Academy's uh, been even... around so long it had to actually meet at some point. No, I don't think so. They just, I it's think just they, a voting they system are... they call today. I think they're sent mailers. They kind of glance through. They go, eh. and also, you know, you have to spend an exorbitant amount of money to even get considered <sighs> anyway. That's fair. That's fair. I uh, just, I just yeah. figure there's got to be like an executive committee that administrates the whole thing somewhere in a building that we could throw fish at. They got friends. They're like, oh, my, you know, my buddy, you know, Tom Poopy Pants, he's in a movie right. this year. I'll vote for that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Well, save your <laughs> fish. I'll take it seriously. Save your fish. <laughs> uh, so there was a Man of Steel reference in Aquaman. Apparently, 
there was a scene, I don't remember exactly this happening, I don't remember seeing it, and I want, really want to go back and look at it, but Orm is uh, lecturing Aquaman about the actions of the surface dwellers, how they pollute the seas, and they're like surrounded by different holograms of stuff going on, and one of those was the oil rig burning down in Man of Steel. Nice. That's fitting. I know. I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, wasn't that the place that originally people said, like, oh, it's Aquaman that saved him? That's No, Zack Snyder said that. Yeah, okay. All right. That was confirmed. Okay. It's been a while. Yes. Well, that yeah. that all just tracks perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well played. So they uh, James Wan was asked about whether or not he'll be doing a sequel. He says, I mean, liking the people I work with goes a long way. That was the reason why I came back when I did Insidious 2, but it's a weird one for me, because I actually don't know what I want to do next for the first time in my career. I felt like Aquaman ticked a lot of boxes for me. I want to do another action movie after Furious 7. I wanted to do a world creation film, and I wanted to do a superhero movie. And Aquaman literally ticked all of those boxes off for me. So right now, I'm in that sort of place of like, do I kind of go back, or do a smaller movie, maybe as my next one, something a bit more intimate. Or, if I could do a more personal movie, but maybe it's on a bigger scale, I'm not sure at this point. And he also uh, said he doesn't want to run the DCEU. He says, it's taken me so long just to finish this movie, I don't want to think about somebody else's movie at this point. I just want to survive this one. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's Which totally is fair. fair. Like I saw a lot of people saying, "Like, oh, give one the whole thing." No, 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 no. no. You got to, you got to really want that role. And by the way, I love that he's saying this because even if he does really want to come back, like this is completely like helping him tick up his the amount of money he can negotiate. Oh yeah, for. yeah. Those all sound <laughs> like they could be very scripted comments. Could be. I mean, Did between you... him and his manager, at least scripted. Well, yeah. yeah. Did you see Henry Cavill react to Aquaman? I did. I laughed. That was good. <laughs> He's like, he's on Instagram. He's like submerged in water up to his nose. He's holding up like a fish fork. He's just, yeah, he's just got a fork. That's all he's, as close uh, as he can get. Uh, it was good. <laughs> he says, channeling the man of the hour, the man of big hugs, big laughs, and big pints of Guinness, my man Jason Momoa. How'd I do? Seriously, though, I just finally got the chance to watch Aquaman here in Hungary. Jason, James, and everyone involved in that movie smashes it out of the water park. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Jason, love you, bro. You crushed it. I, I, I love seeing those guys uh, support each other. Yeah. And Henry Cavill's got a hell of a sense of humor. He does. I, I keep wondering, like, is he quick-witted? Like, in person, would that come across? Or does he kind of – is he is he better when he plans it? I don't know. But it, when I see him on Instagram and he's trying to be funny, he's 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 actually damn funny. Yeah. And, you know, he's got he's got a lot working for him in terms of, like, you. he seems so regal at times. You just wouldn't well, he's got that expect him kind of, to – you know, do British some air shit he does. That, 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 you underestimate <laughs> it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you notice the um the voice of the um the Brian King no. in Aquaman? No, I did not. It was uh what is it how was this uh, guy's I don't know how this guy's name is pronounced. John Rice Davies from he was Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Oh was it Gimli? Gimli, yeah. Gimli? I don't remember. Is that what I said? I said Gimli. I don't I don't know. I don't remember this guy at all right now. <laughs> Okay, uh, do you remember the show Sliders? I do. I think he was on that show. It's hilarious that that was the, ref- the first reference you went for. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it seems like such an obscure reference. <laughs> yes, he was. He was yeah, a professor. Yes, he was. That's exactly who I thought you were talking about. Yeah, he was a professor. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh my! Look at him. Quite the uh, quite the animated history on this guy. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Back to gargoyles, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was the Brian King now. An Aquaman. Well, I'll take that. That's a nice nod. And I got to laugh at the mm-hmm. idea of sliders again. So go ahead. <laughs> I have that on DVD. Good on you. Damn that final episode. <laughs> anyway. I don't remember that part. Just another sci-fi show that wounds me with this finale. Mm. Uh, so the, apparently there was a shard, uh, a shard, a shark guard massacre in Aquaman that we didn't get to see. Uh, <laughs> Juan says uh, there was a really quirky out there sequence. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the studio. It was me that said, I don't know if we can have that in there. That's a bit weird. As much as I loved it, there was a sequence where Aquaman has been apprehended by King Orm and he's been thrown into this dungeon like this really awful prison deep in Atlantis. He ends up starting a prison riot where all of the guards are sharks. <laughs> they were nice. shark guards, like all shark heads. And he kills one of the shark guards, and the shark starts bleeding. And then that starts a feeding frenzy among all the other shark guards. It just went nuts. We're talking like clouds of blood billowing everywhere, and he uses that to escape. And I was like, holy crap, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I would I, totally watch that. I I would, but yeah, he's right. That could go. That didn't have to be there. Yeah, no, it didn't have to. It was, be. A, it was a fine edit, but yeah, I would watch that. Man, like, oh damn. So uh, there's been much the kerfuffle online I've seen where people are saying, "Well, how does Aquaman hasn't seen Atlantis, but he was in Atlantis and knew everything about it when Justice League." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> James Wan said that wasn't Atlantis. He actually said that a long time ago. Uh, Zack Snyder said that a long time ago as well. It was an outpost. I would assume it was closer to Zebel because, you know, Mara was there. But, um, mm. yeah. So he had talked to Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was like, you know, look, man, I'm not going to do Atlantis. I'm going to let you build that. This is going to be like an outpost where they're keeping the mother box. It's not Atlantis. It's far away from Atlantis. Uh, and Juan says... Uh, so when Zach told me that was his idea, I was like, oh, great. Then I can actually go, I can actually have Arthur go to Atlantis for the first time. That's very important for me because he can go into it and have a wide-eyed approach to Atlantis and be in awe of it. So there you go, guys. That's that's what happened there. Nice. Yeah, that works for me. All righty. So we talked about the the VFX. Oh, good. We're on to, on to Shazam. Hmm. <laughs> Just fly by the seat of our pants. Finally, finally out of the Aquaman. Okay. All right, so I mean, you know, I knew that was, I knew that was going to take a while. It's been it's been a big month for Aquaman. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I, right, so, it would not have surprised me if we were at the halfway point. <laughs> yeah, Kiri Andrews on Twitter asked, uh, "Does Aquaman st- stand alone, or does one need to be current with the DCEU?" Zachary Levi himself responded and says the movie is completely trackable on its own merit. That said, there are a ton, sorry, a lot of fun little nods slash homages slash Easter eggs that can be enjoyed should one be caught up in the DCEU. Uh, sounds like a good design. That's how you need to do this. Absolutely. Variety put out a poll asking which superhero movie you are most excited for in 2019. Captain Marvel got 12%. Infinity War got 54%. Shazam got 29%. Spider-Man Far From Home got 5%. Uh, David Sandberg posted this and says, hashtag the original Captain Marvel. <laughs> and he, he is being, he, <laughs> he, got, he got a little shit for it. But he does come back and say, uh, 
that uh, Captain Marvel is going to make like a gazillion dollars. It connects to Infinity War, and it has Brie Larson punching old women in the face. I tried to get Zack to punch an old woman in the face, but he just kept saying, those days are over, and stared out to uh, stared out into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well played. All right. That's a, All right, let's talk about... Huh? That's, that's a hard list to get right, man. I mean, that... Uh, uh. That percentage is rough. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch every one of those. Every movies. one of them, I'm I'm really excited about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, we're on to Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> They've cast Victor Zaz, man. Ooh. Chris Messina from Sharp Objects, The Mindy Project, uh, Live by Night, and The Sweet Life, not of Zach and Cody. Uh, he was also Reese Lansing on the Newsroom. That guy. Yeah, that guy. And for those of you who don't know, Victor Zaz oh. is a character. He's a serial killer in in, uh, in the Batman mythos who uh, leave, he carves a tally mark into his own body for every victim he kills. His body is covered in scars. And uh, in, the, in the comics, he when he uh, when he first started out, he had blonde hair, like bleached blonde hair. And a lot of people are freaking out because Chris Messina has now started showing up with bleached blonde hair. They're about to start. I mean, about to shooting. Yeah. Um. So big old red flag, you know. Hmm. But a lot of people are like, "Why isn't he bald? He's bald on Gotham. He was bald in that one scene in the Batman Begins. He was um, bald in the games, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the games. I think he was. But, I think uh, it was like a scrappy, scarred up version. But eh, it's been a while, and we were always playing those games at like four thirty in the morning. So. Yeah, there is precedent though. There's absolute precedent for him to be a bleach blonde dude rocking a sting. Um, that's actually more even way old, more of an Eminem. Never mind. Even old Black Bolt himself gave his blessing. Yeah, uh, was it Black Bolt? What was his name? Which on the Flash? Oh, uh, Death Bolt. Death Bolt. Death Bolt. Yeah, Death Bolt. He played Victor Zaz on Gotham. I don't remember his no, name. No, no, no. Death Bolt was somebody else. It was uh, he. He was the poison guy. De- De- I thought he was Death Bolt. No, no, because uh, Death Bolt holds a special place in my heart because he he's still unexplained, and as far as I can tell. But it, it, I will look that up. It was some guy that could do a poison thing. Uh, I can't remember right now. It was like a poison gas situation. Hmm. But they were all in the same episode. Some the mist. Yeah, that sounds right. It was a poison gas kind of thing. That's all I remember. <laughs> I don't know. I remembered him as Death Bolt or Black Bolt from Marvels and Humans. Yeah, Black Bolts and Humans, Death Bolts, dude who had laser eyes for no no reason that has yet to be explained in the Arrowverse. Well, and it uh, sounds like I need to take a drill to my head and let the sap out. Oh, no no trifining. No trifining, Dave. <laughs> we finally started frowning on that 40 years ago. I take it back, it's still in use. But that's beside the point. <laughs> But for different reasons. It's not like, well, she's acting a little weird. Let's put a hole in her head and let the demons out. Uh-huh. That's the thing doctors right. I didn't say demons. I said sap. I know. <laughs> paraphrasing for you, but still. And I'm actually, I'm just like sort of paraphrasing a, one of my favorite quotes from Tiny Toons Adventures. Mm. It was one of those like alternate universe imaginary tales they did. Where, and I just remember Maximilian going, somebody needs to drill a hole in your head and let the sap out. That's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great line. I, I think I'm like a lot of people, though, from our generation that um, remember really liking Tiny Toons, but the only quote I still remember is, down the hole. That's it. That's yeah. all I got. Toilet paper to go down the hole. Yeah. 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 It's a great sketch. I pushed the I button. I still laughed. I, I watched that a couple of years ago. I still <laughs> laughed. 
still, it was endearing and funny. I don't know. The elevator go down the hole. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, according to HN Entertainment, Birds of Prey is going to be wrapping in April. That's what it's planned to wrap. Okay. Yeah. That'd be, All right. That'd let, be me, let me go ahead and precursor this. It's starting uh-huh. literally in a few days. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they, yeah. Yesterday, somebody tweeted, like, oh, it begins in a week. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're going to, what, mid-April, you said? Somewhere in April? Something like that? Yeah, it's supposed to wrap in April, supposedly. Okay, four months. It's yeah. fine. That's good. That's good. Principal mm-hmm. photography. Okay. Yeah. So in late July, August, when you hear there are reshoots, and you will, mm-hmm. don't freak out. Right. Don't freak out. That's how that works. So they've added Mark Hawker as the special effects supervisor. He did he is that job famously on a not place. in jail. Yeah. Well, that was the DP. That was, <laughs> that was the that DP. Was the, oh, my I bad. Think that was, yeah, that was my the bad. DP. Uh, but yeah, Mark Hawker did A Quiet Place and Spider-Man 2. Both of those look good as far as I could tell. Yeah. I haven't seen A Quiet Place. I want to, but I do everyone to. was going, oh, you got to watch Bird Box. I'm like, why? No, Who cares? Like, uh, maybe I'll watch both. No, I don't. I saw their numbers. Are they quoted their numbers? They have plenty of people watching. I'm good. <laughs> Someone will it's eventually like, well, just tell me about it. It's like when they're like, oh, you got to, yeah, we're going to watch Deep Impact. Oh, no, you got to watch Armageddon. They're completely different movies. Like, or, why do they or, have to be the same? Or movie? I could rewatch my top five favorites, favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series again in about the same time frame. Yeah. Your call. But. To be fair, I'm probably not going to watch either. Like, I want to watch both. I probably won't. I do want to watch A Quiet Place, <laughs> especially because of, uh, like, I want to support Krasinski. I just like the guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree with I that. I also, even when I look at a horror movie and think, well, that, that looks like it's probably good, I almost never get around to it. Yeah, I think the last horror movie I watched was maybe like Slither. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a it's been a while. I just don't do them. It's not. I have nothing against them. When someone turns it on, I'm like, yeah, cool, let's do this. Because it's a win win. Yeah, it's either going to be fun and scary or super campy, and you'll laugh at it the whole time. Yeah, I mean, the last one I saw was Justice League, and I liked it, and that was a problem apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dude. sorry. I'm. Oh no. Apparently. Uh, oh, the horror. I, I'm sorry. I I just mixed it up. Apparently, horror show is different than a shit show. Ah, yes, either. <laughs> <laughs> that was where the disconnect was. Yeah. One day. Anyway. One day. <laughs> the uh the Batgirl and also the this is the, also the writer of Birds of Prey. And I'm not saying the whole name again. Uh Christina Hodson confirmed that Batgirl is still in the works. Talked a little bit about her approach to the character. She says, I'm in the middle of falling in love with her. I always feel differently at the beginning, middle, and end. Uh, Charlie feels like an old friend now. Uh, I believe that's from Bumblebee because that was a while ago. And because she is so personally inspired, Harley just feels like my crazy alter ego when I'm feeling nuts. That's what Harley is. And Batgirl honestly is funny. There's a little piece of me in every character I write. They start with me and then they take on a life of their own. She's been through so many, so many iterations. There's certainly characteristics of hers that are always there that I'm excited to develop further whenever I'm writing a character who's based on someone who's existed in a previous form, whether it's comics or a movie or anything. I always hope to bring something new to them and bring them to life in their own way, even if they f- are fairly iconic like Harley Quinn or Batgirl. I think fans want the original, to be honest, but they also want to see something they haven't seen before. I think that's a great take. Yeah. Yes, we want to see the original. We really do. And we want it to be honest to that. But we kind of want to see something new. Yeah, I want to I want to feel like you were inspired by what's come before you and then think, "Hey, yeah. but also this." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a pretty common, you know, moviegoer 
entertainment consumer opinion. That's generally what we do want is we want to, we don't want completely to be blown out of the water. I mean, that's good sometimes, but it, especially if it's characters you already knew, you kind of want to, want you to be honest to them. I yeah. like her part about, um, you know, all the characters kind of start a little like, like a little like her and then kind of grow from that. And also, mm-hmm. that also feels like a healthy relationship with your characters. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, every character I've ever started to write, you know, starts out with a little bit of my rage and then just becomes like... Your anger? The Everything. Oh. Every bit of my anger and rage. Mm. <laughs> betrayal in there. <laughs> a lot of loathing, some self-loathing to yeah. balance that out. It's perfect. Yeah. That's why I don't do anything with my writings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like kind of look around and go, oh my, can't let this get into the hands of a therapist. <laughs> I was going to say that you probably once had a... Like a professor condensed, like, I, I can summarize your entire short story in one sentence. I need help. <laughs> I have attached at the bottom of this the name of my doctor. Right. Please see him. You know, I quit college because I, you know, went went into writing class one day, and before I could get in there, I saw a couple of white, uh, a couple of guys in white lab coats, and they had cattle prods, and I just left. I just, like, never went back. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're here for me. Like, well, yep, should have turned that paper in. <laughs> whistled your way down the hallway and but not too loudly right <laughs> just 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 enough to be nonchalant about it i don't need one of my professors going wait wait that's dylan he's in the hall he's in the hall <laughs> yeah so uh wonder woman 1984 is rap production oh, i did rap it did yeah wonderful uh and uh someone they played on, 80s on... music at the end of the uh at the rap party oh Mm. Anyway, I mean, uh, Gavin Fing, right? Ninety-seven on Twitter. I'm gonna have to listen to '80s music now because you said that. Just so you know, you just, I just made you miss it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to it tonight, like while I'm doing show art or something. Okay. I mean, I'm going to bed immediately after this, but um, that's fine. I'll, I'll listen to some, do what like, you do. some talking heads tomorrow just to right balance you out. <laughs> um, Gavin Fing, ninety-seven on Twitter, is saying some insiders believe. Trade war has impacted Hollywood business in China. Universal still don't receive any response about first man censorship. Many believe it's because Cold War background story. Some even worry about Wonder Woman 1984. So apparently, if they really, you know, dig deep into the Cold War background on Wonder Woman 84, they might not be able to be shown in China. Wow. Yeah. That will hurt the numbers, for sure. That will hurt the numbers. I mean, look at what Aquaman's doing in China right now. Yeah. Uh, so, THR, Hollywood Reporter, is uh, reporting that the Batman is with Matt Reeves is going to be shooting this November. Notice how you said the Batman uh, with Matt Reeves uh-huh. shooting in November. Uh-huh. As though it's a thing that's definitely still happening and we don't have to worry about it. I said THR is reporting. <laughs> I know. That's how it gets taken a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hope they're right. <laughs> Tchars is usually yeah, I mean they're usually pretty solid. There's, they've said that they're they're you know trying to give it time. They're trying to give Reeves all the space he needs. They've uh, apparently his initial script was a little too more uh, a little too more what <laughs> yeah. a little too uh, lackluster in the uh, I saw the word spectacle thrown sp- around. Yeah, in the spectacle department. Yeah. Um, so apparently they've added some of that in. Sure. Took another pass. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to see Batman doing some cool shit. Yeah, why not? Why not? Go crazy. Um, the um, that said, I, I'm me, so you know, I'm the guy that's like the original Star Trek isn't slow. <laughs> it's not slow paced. 
I could sit and watch grass grow and be like, this is captivating. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm legitimately that way. I'm not like you know shitting on the original series or no. And you're not know, doing anything. this ironically, just, I, but you could watch. No, you could watch 45 minutes, like an hour's worth of of network television, and. Everyone there is like in capes and spandex and looks like they're ready to go. I mean, everyone there is like got a got a physique that they worked for the last year to make sure they were ready uh-huh. to head you know head to the location on, ready to go, shot beautifully, great active camera angles, and if they just talked for like forty two of the forty four minutes, you'd be like, this was fantastic. I love this. Yeah, I mean, I liked Heroes season one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not big on action. I'm just not like. Uh, yeah, when it's good, you, you know, it's not like you, you you don't kick it out of bed. When it's good, you you appreciate it. But yeah, yeah, I, I can. If it goes on too long, I don't like it. Yeah, you know, uh, our friend, uh, my co-host over on Star Trek Universe podcast, Matt Carroll, he always talks about like I don't like action without stakes. Well, I don't I don't care for action with stakes. A lot of times, <laughs> it's just a lot of fluff. It's just like uh, you, you know, Oliver could have shot one arrow and taken out one, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the, the appropriate guy, and everybody else would have run away. And I'm like, I see that's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a way better scene to me. That's more character building with that than than him jumping around and parkouring four people to death. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've already had listeners tell me I, I don't have a right to a man card. That's all right. I lost that shit years ago. Yeah. I mean, it was the ink wasn't dry, and you were like, "I don't know where that is. I'm sorry, I lost it." Yeah, I mean, like no one even came back and demanded it from you. They were just like, "No." It's almost like you were alone one day and checked your pocket and went, "Ah, don't know where that went." Ah, well, fuck it. I'm pretty sure it's just like sitting at the bottom of a toy box somewhere. Yeah, probably under under like a a, like a He-Man figure or some crap, just to be nice and ironic (laughs) about it. I never collected He-Man figures. <laughs> don't, don't be silly. <laughs> Not part of probably under a probably under a Ninja Turtle. It might be under a Ninja Turtle. That, that would make sense. <laughs> You're gonna crack open a box one day, and there's gonna be a Splinter action figure uh-huh. just staring despondently at something. You're gonna look down. There's your man card. Yeah, I failed you, Master. <laughs> the ink is smeared. Yeah, they wrote my. They spelled my name wrong. <laughs> that would that would be it would be <laughs> Robertson for sure with the yeah. T. <laughs> David Carl um, <laughs> Robertson. Yeah. And that's you're like, there name. is some dude in Wyoming that never got a man card, and that's my fault, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, David Carl. All right, so this is exciting. I want to talk about this. Uh, there was a rumor a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. It's confirmed now. Plastic Man. I heard about that one. On, on, on DC Daily, they confirmed the report. Oh, that's good, yeah. They described it as a comedic action-driven film focusing on Eel O'Brien from writer Amanda Idoko from Breaking News in Yuba County. I don't know that. No idea. I don't know her. Don't care yet. Still solid. But Plastic Man. Comedic action comedy. That sounds right. That's solid. And it explains why we have Elongated Man in Flash. Well, Elongated Man was, you know, a long-time sidekick of Flash in the Silver Age comics. But It's true. Yeah. But eh, wasn't the most popular of the two characters. If, if you ask anybody off the street, which one of these two have you ever heard of? And a lot of people would go like, is it not the same person? Yeah. I'm confused. I do believe there would be a fair amount of people who wouldn't know. But, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think a long-headed man is fair. I, you know, I, I don't I'm, think I it's a bad play. For this. It, 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 and I may, have, I may have said something unfair, but I wouldn't be surprised if I was right either. Like 15% actually, chance it played into the decision. I actually prefer Ralph Dibney to E.L. O'Brien. 
for that show, it's more fun. Yeah, sure. I like the character more than Plastic Man. Oh, really? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, with Brave and the Bold, I fell in love with him. I'm, I'm great with Eel. I mean, yeah, he's great. I love I love Plastic Man, but I like a long-ended man a bit better. Really? Mm-hmm. Again, I, th- I think possibly an unpopular opinion. But again, you're going to have to find the small amount of people that really know how to have that opinion. I don't I don't think that there's enough people to actually make that determination. To really distinguish those <laughs> and, and really care about it. It's it's not even so like, much that people Plastic wouldn't Man have is casual well knowledge known. of it at least. Like at yeah. least a lot of the people that listen to us are, are going to be like, yeah, I know, who you, I know what the fuck you're talking about. What's what's the problem? Um, yeah. But but then and on top of that, to have a real strong opinion about it, oh, you'd be hard pressed, right? Yeah. Like I'm not saying Plastic Man isn't the cooler character. I'm not saying he's not the more powerful character because I trust Batman. The Dark Knight Strikes Back when he says Plastic Man could kill us all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I do should, think he is God, the Snyder's more powerful character. It's amazing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, damn it. But, hey, I think I like Ralph a little bit better. That's fair. That's fine. A little bit more. Now, it does, it does give them license because uh, because of the manic delivery that O'Brien is often portrayed as having and because of how many things mm-hmm. he can change into. it. Just the elasticity of the character in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, it feels like you could you could really get in there and try to soak up some of that, like, some of that Deadpool money, you know, some of the like, Oh, we, yeah. we love these characters when they're wild and crazy and fun. And I mean, that's not entirely the Deadpool audience, but it's part of the Venn diagram of a Deadpool audience, whatever that diagram consists of. Yeah. I just, you know, I, maybe I'm crazy, but man, I'd love to see Jim Carrey take a crack at that character. I, I, I fine with me. Be fine with me. Anyway, this is going to be one of those that's like, so. that's weird. We're like, <laughs> we'll get annoyed if they're like, and Illobron will be played by, I don't know, Brian Cranston or something. Like, what, why, why? It's going to be Vincent D'Onofrio. What? How? Okay. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm not, I'm not sure I could deal with <laughs> Brian Cranston could pull it you're off. Already, he you're was already hilarious. thinking I'll that. Yeah, he, was, he was funny. <laughs> he was funny. I don't, know who I, I don't know who the top choices would be for that. I don't but, know. There are people out there who are saying they want to do it. but I mean, I don't, uh, I don't blame them. It's a fun character. And you know, I think... Um, but I think they're going to say ben... they want to do it, and then they're going to do all of the, the, the mocap and hanging out on the end of a string and all the literal filming stuff that's going to happen and think, oh, Lord, yeah. I'm glad they're paying uh, ben me. Schwartz, ben Schwartz said he wants to do it. Who did? Um, he was Jean Ralphio in uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Re- he was ridiculous and hilarious. I don't know that face. I don't know that guy. Um, yeah, he was in. He, he is. He is in Sonic the Hedgehog. He's playing Sonic. He's doing the voice of Sonic in this coming up movie. Um, he was Leonardo in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yep, I got nothing. I don't know. He's just been on a lot of little TV shows and stuff. Um, he was in BoJack Horseman. Oh, everybody's been in BoJack Horseman. Rutabaga. <laughs> Rabinowitz. Everyone at that point, at this point, has popped in and out of that show. It seems like. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I, I need to catch up on that. It's oh, it's so good. I don't know. You don't you don't watch things that don't have capes anymore. I do. I made time for Bojack Horseman. I know, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stuff you would see. You would have seen him on. No. Yeah. That, I don't know. No, I don't know. And I was gonna say like, no, but I'm watching I, Doctor Who right now. I, I just finally had time to get the last uh, season and buy it. But then her her new. Sweater thing does kind of look like a cape, so it still breaks the rule. Right. Also, it might bit. as well have a cape on it. It's Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> if Ben Schwartz did it, I would be fine. I liked his, 
I, li- <laughs> I liked him a lot in uh, in Parks and Rec. Um, he was ridiculous. Yeah, don't remember him. Um, great show. You know, I feel like if you if you told Chris Pratt he just couldn't go to the gym for six months, mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be bad at it. Yeah, no. Um, he's too busy anyway, though. Dude's got like four franchises he's carrying right now. Yeah, I do think if, you know, you went back about 15, 20 years, Jim Carrey would have been perfect for it. Yeah, it would only be the age and his willingness to do it that would uh, that would stop him. But I don't think the age is even necessarily a problem. Mm-hmm. He's kind of... He's kind of he's gone a little bit mental. It feels like he was always a bit, and you just get more interviews now. I think he's like talking about how we don't really exist and shit. Yeah, that was a weird interview. I saw that one too. All right, it was strange. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'm not defending. I don't know. I mean, not yeah. defending his mental state. I'm just saying I think he was always a bit that way. Like in his comedians and cars, it looked like there was a few. There were a few moments where it looked like Jerry was about to like try to escape, like pull the car over, and be like, "Okay, one of us is getting out right now. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care which one. I, you want to flip a coin?" Good. <laughs> All right. So I'm excited about Plastic Man anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's been quite the hubbub over Lois Lane since we've been away. Uh, <laughs> Nicole Kidman was with uh, Amy Adams on Variety's Actors on Actors. And um, Amy Adams said, I think I'm out of the DC Universe now. I think they're revamping that. I don't know the de- the details. And um, yeah. Then she was in a an interview pretty damn recently with Den of Geek, and she mm-hmm. was asked about those comments. And she said, you know what's funny? I don't actually know. I haven't had any <laughs> official conversation with anybody. I was just talking with Nicole Kidman about it, and I was like, oh, I guess i got to be careful what I say. But yeah, I haven't had any word officially. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, and and – Seriously, it's not it's not that crazy. I just listened to Karen Gillian on uh, on uh, Rosenbaum's show mm-hmm. uh, earlier today, and I, I swear to you, and this is months ago, but I, I swear to you, she at the time apparently, according to her, did not know if she was in Guardians three. Now I think this was before the big kerfuffle about Guardians three, so well, that's beside the point. She didn't know she was Guardians three. The one that cracked me up was like. She was like, oh, I mean, are you excited about Jumanji 2? She was like, I don't know of a minute. Mm-hmm. No one's told me that. It's not that great. Some people do go so exclusively, like exclusively through their manager. Yeah. That, and, you know, if you're somebody like her or even somebody like Amy Adams, for sure, you, you don't actually care. Like, you're going to work, so you're not particularly worried about which project you're in sometimes. You could legitimately just leave it to them, enjoy the rest of the parts of your life that you don't have to control and not worry about it. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's doable. I do. I do see how. I wonder how that would work. There. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's literally like how it works is literally your manager calls you and says, "Hey, you're booked from no, 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 September to December." Sorry, <laughs> no. I was talking about the Jumanji two sequel, like the Jumanji two or whatever. Oh, I haven't it would seen be. Jumanji like, one. I don't know what premise they have. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it would be like different kids accessing the video games and like The Rock and Karen and and Jack Black and Kevin Hart are all there playing different characters. She made it sound because... like that's how it would maybe work if they did it. Yeah. Like, uh, she said something along the lines of, like, uh, I played, like, an eight-year-old girl or something last time. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't remember. And then uh, I was like, what if I played, like, a 57-year-old man next time? That'd be cool. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That That's what I was wondering about. Like, oh, that could be, like, a really fun exercise for all of those actors. Oh, yeah. Playing someone completely different every time. Oh, yeah. Really get Jack Black out of his range. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Junkie XL was asked about uh, being replaced by Danny Elfman on Justice League, and... He says, I can't dive too deep into it because at a certain point, Joss took over from Zack 
and he wanted a slightly different approach, so obviously he went in a different direction. The big, the reason this is a big deal is because he's actually naming Joss as the person who made the decision. I'm not convinced Joss was the person who made the decision, or if it was something that came from above Joss. I find it more believable that it was Joss. It might, might, might have been. I don't necessarily blame him for the notion. It's an interesting notion, at the very least. I mean... And, and uh, If the problem is people are having issues not being able to associate those characters with iterations they loved from the past, yeah, the, some of the thematics were in the lost, music. for sure. Like that, that was a yeah, that was a tragedy because I, I think Junkie does some great work, absolutely. But it might have been one of those things where I, I'd be fifty fifty man. Like the studio might have said um, we liked you because apparently they, they looked at several people's takes before they hired Joss and said, we like your take on it. Do, do this with it. And then they hamstrung him. Cause that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But that might've been one of the stipulations is uh, also we, we don't feel like the music's been going in the right direction. Change that. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I've been in middle management where somebody told me I need you to fire this guy. Cause I don't like where he's going with this. I'm like, that's not my job to fire that guy. I'm like, yeah, it's your job. Cause I told you it's your job. Yeah. You're like, okay, well you're a piece of shit and this makes me feel awful. Thanks. So now I have to go find a reason you to fire this guy that, that I don't agree with because you need him fired. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate that. Oh, feel awful. Awful. Yeah. What'd I say? It sounded like you said it makes me a falafel. It does not. It it, it did not make me in any way falafelish. <laughs> it did make me feel helpless. Like it makes me a falafel. Yeah, I was helpless in the way that a falafel travels to a mouth. <laughs> if that helps you in any way. And was not able to voice my opinion or uh, objection to what was happening. And this wraps up the movie <laughs> section. Does it really? <laughs> it does. That's it. That's a, not a falafel reference. <laughs> Hold on. As as I mentioned, I am sick and uh, uh, I need to pee and blow my nose. Oh, okay. Go do those things. It was at this time that Dave quietly sipped LaCroix and Jason awkwardly grunted in pleasure from the sweet release of urine and snot. Then, as he was zipping up, he cursed himself, for in his haste, he somehow managed to snag his finger on his wily old penis barb. Hashtag the curse of the goss. Alright, let's get on over to DC TV news. Gotham has wrapped. I saw. It's kind of sad. It is a bit. And they're, they're wrapped wrapped. Like, they're not, they're not coming back. Yeah. All the eggs are in this basket. Mm-hmm. But um, Splash Report has uh, revealed this little exclusive review of the pilot for the Pennyworth show. Uh-huh. And they got really, really, really spoilery, but um, I just, I'm not going to say any of that. Here's what I will say. They write... The world of Pennyworth is something unique in and of itself. It's a weird mishmash of an alternate reality, post-World War II dystopic Britain, neon-soaked streets outside nightclubs, and high society. The show is no-holds-barred, R-rated, swearing, gore, violence, sex are all prevalent in the world of Pennyworth. That may seem like a weird choice for a show based on Batman's butler, but in my opinion, it works wonders. It does just enough to separate itself from the likes of Gotham and Titans to feel like its own thing. Everyone talks like they're in a 1960s era of Britain using appropriate language language like oik and skulldiggery. 
It's strange. I haven't ever really seen a show like that before. The closest approximation I can provide is something like Peaky Blinders, but even that is different to what Pennyworth presents. I have no idea what to do with that. I just got really excited. That's what I know. That's what I do with it. Like, that sounds cool. <laughs> Those, that's a lot of ingredients in that pot. <laughs> it I, I, it yeah, may I taste great, or it may like seem like it's going to taste great, and then when it's 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 finally time, you taste it and think, "Well, I was super stoned when I made this recipe." It, yeah, it might, it might, but I choose to look on the bright side of things. I I choose to be excited about it. I mean, can I can I retain ambivalence? Is that fine? You can hardline ambivalence. I'm being foolish. I know what I should do, but I'm not going to. I want to be excited about a thing, and when it inevitably you should do, we're gonna watch down. it and see what happens. <laughs> when it inevitably lets me down, <laughs> when it can't possibly live up to what this guy just painted in my head, <laughs> at least you'll have that moment. <laughs> at least I'll have had that moment. Yeah, where I thought this could be a good show. <laughs> you never know, though. I was a little iffy on you, you Titans. You really and... do sound like Wally Coyote, like right before he looks down a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've often been, you know, accused of being so jaded that I don't, I, I can't even enjoy anything because I convince myself that it's going to be shit before I ever watch it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I accuse you of that all the time because sometimes you do that. But yeah, sometimes I do that. I, I do. Person. I do sometimes appreciate. I, do I, I appreciate <laughs> that you're taking a moment. To acknowledge this moment. I, I, I'm proud of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you're waiting for another shoe to drop. I'm actually just proud of you for that. That's 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 solid. Yeah, no, I was yeah, I was absolutely waiting for another shoe to drop. No, I'm just I'm just actually that's that I think you're I think you're growing. I'm like, look, man, I know you're sick, but just say whatever mean shit you're gonna say. <laughs> I just genuinely think this is a better thing you're doing with your time and brain and, and energy. Maybe. I mean, I'm going to hear that. I, I heard that. I got excited. And that is the last I'll think about it until it comes up in the news again. That's true. Like, yeah. I don't actually look forward to things. I see things pop up in the I, news. I go, ooh. I do. But and they then do I forget have to about be, it immediately. It, it really does have to be. Like, there's a reason the phrase <laughs> top of mind exists. Yeah. It, because there is a, a middle and a bottom of mind where who gives a damn and you don't remember. But it's like for me, it's Watchmen. I'm really excited about that. But I forget uh-huh. completely about it. And, and yeah. until I see another thing come up, and I'm like, "Oh God, that looks good." And then, yeah, I'm just reminded about it. Now, now I'm excited again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, Watchmen, HBO, hell yeah!" It honestly, in my mind, it was like, "You're going to do Watchmen?" I I read Lindelof's letter. At this point, I'm already uh-huh. like, my heart is growing three sizes. And then right. you you told me Nine Inch Nails is 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 going to be scoring it, and I I, I kind of thought, okay, at this point, I'm so on board, you'll have to prove me wrong. Yeah, like, they could have come in and told me that, like, the music for the show would be a music box that that was found in a thrift store. (laughs) And it might have worked for that show, to be honest. And I still would have been excited based on the strength of Lindelof's letter. It was a strong letter. It was a strong letter, and then you backed it with Reznor and Atticus, and and I I just thought, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I... I, Jeremy Irons. Oh, God, and then Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I mean, okay. So we're excited about this show. Yes, um, point being, <laughs> it's good to enjoy being optimistic while it's t- while while the, yeah. the feelings there. Sometimes it does go away. I am I am ready for it on my face, neck, and chest, as Kevin Smith so often says. He does say that. He does say that. And I don't. Uh, Watchmen's on HBO, right? We don't have HBO Go, 
So I'm going to have to actually subscribe to that to watch this series. So we're also at a, to borrow his phrase, fuck you, take my money. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I'll spend it. That's good. I got a season of Silicon Valley to catch up on. I got plenty of stuff I can do over there. You know, Pennyworth's going to be on Epics. There's always stand-up on HBO Go. It's an untapped market of stand-up I wish I would had sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pennyworth, I don't know what to do with. I still, like, practically don't know how I'm going to get my hands on that show to watch it. Yeah. We'll have to do a little research. I don't... I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to have to buy it on Amazon. We'll see. There might be a better way. We'll we'll look into it. Yeah. That might be a, a thing we have to do. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's a free way, I'll, I'll let you know. Likewise. Oh, we marry few. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, we band of brothers. Right. <laughs> Over on Arrow. <laughs> so, they were asking the showrunners, uh, the CW showrunners, it looks like, anything about uh, the Diggle being Green Lantern. And Beth Schwartz said, to be continued. No, we really are. No, we we were all really excited about that fun nod, but I'm not sure what's to come of that, really. Todd Helbing, the Flash showrunner, says, it's not been written yet. And Schwartz says, yeah, it's not been written yet. <laughs> it sounds like it was a moment of panic. It, a little bit of panic, but also a little bit of, of oh my God, we want to make this happen. And... We- we're just waiting for the the green light. So to speak. So to speak. <laughs> um, a little bit of drama happened. Uh, Stephen Amell reported that Michael Rosenbaum just hit him in the head with a bedazzled pillow. I, I don't know. Uh, Tuesday for that gang. What? Yeah. What happened? There, there, there's your reason for being on Twitter. Right. <laughs> Where else can you find... Oliver Queen complaining that Lex Luthor hit him in the head with a bedazzled pillow. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but it uh, it doesn't sound out of sorts for that gang at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not one bit. Uh, so like, I, the freak. thing I'm surprised about mm-hmm. is that it wasn't like Dak Shepard hanging out behind his knees, crouched down, waiting for him to trip over him when he hit him. Oh, it probably he was probably around. <laughs> he probably guffawed at the whole thing. At the very least, he got a text about it, probably. Right. Um, Torrent Freak put out their annual list of uh, top torrented uh, shows. Uh-huh. And uh, The Flash came in second place. Nice. And Arrow followed in sixth place. Still good. And uh, Titans was in fifth place. Ooh, not surprising. Not surprising yeah. at all. What was in first? Game of Thrones? I think it was um, Walking Dead. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, uh, HBO started doing some weird stuff with their... Um... With, with their, uh, yeah, HBO got harder to pirate at some point. Mm-hmm. So Game of Thrones dropped off that list precipitously. That's a big word for a stone cold drunk. Yeah. There's words still <laughs> banging around in there. It's All just right, like so... swimming free in an ocean. You can float up to anything. <laughs> um, Someone tweeted at John Wesley Ships that just watched Elseworlds Part 2, loved it. The Gotham and Batwoman stuff was fantastic. My only complaint seems to be the same as everyone else's. John Wesley Ships' Flash was insultingly underutilized. Fans <laughs> waited 28 years. We need more 90s Barry Allen. Yeah. And John is... Wesley Ship, he responded with a little smiley face that has a little blush on it. says perhaps more will be revealed. You never know. Yeah. Of course that doesn't mean anything definitive, but yeah, we're all holding out hope. Let's do this. I don't think they would bring. They would do this to us. They wouldn't bring him back and then just have him disappear so quickly without bringing him back later. I don't think they would. I really don't. I think it's something they intended to do for a while. They they've tried it. I think it paid off hugely. I think people yeah. enjoyed the the cameo a lot. 
And now they've they've confirmed, I think, with the numbers. All right, this went over well. We let let's see if we yeah. can do this again. And I don't. I think they were planning on something. I told you way back. I told I told all of you when they brought in Trickster. They <laughs> the were planning some Trickster. Shit. When they brought in Mark Hamill and showed us shit from the eighties. No, sorry, the nineties Flash. Yeah, it felt so eighties to me. When they showed us nineties <laughs> Flash, old style Trickster in those news reports i knew they were going to do something or i hoped real hard and then they show us john wesley's ship in the in the multiverse as one of Barry's the running one of the multiverse possibilities yeah it was it was all it's How been something they not? they've been teasing for a long time they finally paid it off and I, I, again i think i think it paid off for them enough i think they invested their money it came back and they're gonna reinvest yeah I'd i feel be, like the people who, pay, who write those checks are probably just going like you want to do what like, oh yeah, John was the ship. But you know how he's on the show. Uh huh. He's played the Flash before. He did. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and what? What are you doing? We, we, we want to put him in the suit. Okay. As Bill Hicks used to put it, uh, four questions. Yeah. And so what? Well, big fans really happy, and we're gonna do this. Uh, I don't care uh, about okay. fans being happy. Is it gonna? Is it gonna help our ratings? I, well, I, okay. Look, <clears throat> what if we tease it for a while? You're gonna see some response, and then finally get the chance to. But okay, we're gonna shove this in here. It's worth it. Trust me. Are you going to do it on the budget already allotted you? Yes. yes absolutely. I, I don't give a shit then. Just do the thing. <laughs> I don't care. Why are you interrupting my lunch? Do you? <laughs> I have a meeting with my hooker in 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm cheating on with another hooker. <laughs> and then finally like, okay, we looked at the numbers. I saw the numbers. I always know the numbers. I saw the numbers. You're fine. What do you need? Okay. We're going to wait six months and then, okay. Yep. So Ruby Rose's Batwoman. She's getting a pilot. Yep. Pilot order in the books. Pilots in the books. CW has given the show over to Carolyn Dries of the Vampire Diaries. Um, she's going to be showrunner with Greg Berlani as executive producer. Of course. I'm a little worried because the Vampire Diaries looks like absolute shit. I, I really... But I haven't seen it. I've maybe seen 10 seconds here and there in passing. Mm-hmm. And not even 10 seconds like in a scene. I mean 10 seconds of it being in the middle of a montage of sh- CW shows. Mm-hmm. When like they do their like it, between season like dare to defy you know all that stuff yes dare to defy yeah yeah that's the only time I think I've seen those <laughs> uh huh so I I'm I'm unwilling to judge that at all right but it I, wasn't you know, I've a just show seen I was super clips interested. I've seen clips it didn't look good to me so that doesn't mean jack shit really though, done guys. really done on the CW man there there are moments where you're like oh dude I I deeply do not care about this. And then there mm-hmm. are the moments that make you weep. I don't, you don't, you, you never know what you get. Yeah. Uh, also, the the pilot is going to be directed by David Nutter, who did the pilots for The Flash, Arrow, and Game of Thrones. Wow. Yeah. That is strong. Mm-hmm. Although, in our personal experience, not very strong. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a strong resume, given his resume. But uh, Game of Thrones, I watched the first first four episodes. I'm sorry, I apologize in advance. First four episodes, I watched them. It was moving a little too slow. I had a lot going on in my life at the time. I just decided I don't, I don't need to watch this one. I apparently right. on the fifth episode, shit got, shit got real. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I watched about uh, two minutes a long time ago and went. Eh. I mean, in all, in, in all fairness to at least the pilot of Game of Thrones, I saw it <clears throat> and there was enough there that I thought, okay, well, let's watch a couple more. Mm-hmm. And then it just. I'm sorry. It didn't get its hooks in me. It is what it is. But I, you know, I mainly just heard a lot about like this game of Thrones is awesome. It's like medieval shit. I'm like, 
no, I don't like that. And then they're like, there's already a lot of incest. not a setting I'm, I love. Like, it's like, oh, incest. I'm like, I don't really care, but I don't want to see that. And they're like, there's rape. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Dragons. I don't. I don't really. Well, I mean, no, I'm I'm good. It, it happens. <laughs> and me, me and you are on the same in the same boat on that. Sometimes there's this is the, like the fantasy aesthetic doesn't hit us too hard. Like we're not super into yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really into the fantasy stuff. If it's sci-fi fantasy, that's one thing. If it's yeah, like old Flash Gordon shit, sci-fi and fantasy, as far as how some people categorize it, and you know, I'm using the old school medieval, uh, mm-hmm. almost like fable style fantasy. But on top yeah. of that, on top of it, just maybe being something we weren't built for, and a show that I just didn't have time for at the time, I, uh, and so I, I, I didn't get in on that. Um, mm-hmm. Still, like the. <laughs> I, I I know this sounds bad, but we didn't like the first episodes of Arrow and Flash. That's true. Like both, like both of them. The first episode of Arrow we watched, and like it, and we thought, okay, we're gonna watch another episode and see what happens. And by the second episode, we were on board. Yeah. To be fair, I've gone back and watched the pilots for both those shows, and I'm fine with them. I don't know what my issue was. I mean, I know what my issues were, but I just didn't see them the same way somehow. So, I mean, I remember what my issues were, but I haven't seen yeah. them since. So I I don't know. It, it might have just been yeah. a thing at the time. I, I'm not sure. Like, okay, to be fair, I was into the Arrow pilot the first time we actually watched the whole thing. The Arrow, when we first started trying to, when we first sat down to watch the Arrow pilot, and he was That's doing right. the voiceover a lot. We watched the first, lot, like, ten we, minutes and thought, nope. Yeah. And then, like, when we actually watched it, it turns out he's, like, he's he's back home, the voiceover stops, he's being kidnapped because he's Oliver Queen, he's yeah. snapping dudes next, and we were like, holy shit! So yeah, that was true. It was way like we just bailed before it, the show had time to do anything because we were dicks. That was fair. Okay. That's what happened. Right, that explains that. Uh, we the, were like, the, show don't tell. The Screw flash. You. I just remember. I remember over and over again <laughs> thinking like, we understand there was a particle accelerator explosion. You do not have to keep saying it. Yeah, that was that. You, was... you have said it seventeen times this episode. I yeah. am completely on board. That has been exposited fully. Mm-hmm. But other than that, thinking, well, I mean, I like a lot of these characters. And especially thinking, God, I've always loved Tom Cavanaugh. Nothing's changed here. Mm Mm-hmm. Likewise. (laughs) So anyway, over to Titans, uh, Super Bro Movies. They're uh, reporting that Titan Season 2 is going to start filming in February. Mm Mm-hmm. That's about all on that. Uh, Showrunner Greg Walker, though, is saying that um, they're going to craft the Season 2 premiere from the season one finale. He says it's going to be a version of that episode. He says we're cannibalizing some of the stuff from episode 12 for the premiere. We thought it was such a good cliffhanger at the end of 11, and we wanted to go for an even bigger, better season two opener. We had a big idea, and our friends at DC bought it. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. He says we're going to uh, also use the premiere to launch a new villain, and because Trigun's role in canon is so huge, we felt like we really needed to give him a really big episode the kind you can launch a season with. <laughs> See, to me that sounds like we are going to get another villain. Mm-hmm. But they're going to give Trigun a little more breathing room. Oh, I think Trigun's story is done with this next episode. You think it's just standing out? I think so. Well, could be. For a while, at least. Could be. But it it also sounded like they didn't want to... um. I don't know. It, it's, it sounds a little like they kind of got themselves into a spot where they thought, look, we could do it this way, but if... If they'll bite on this, we could do it. We could do it this way instead. Shorten it to this amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. Use some of what we're about to do over here, and and really build it this way. 
which may yeah. explain why they were, you know, renewed for season two so quickly. And they really were. They were renewed for season two for the first episode. Here. Yeah. Or I I think they were renewed before that. And they I think they were planning on making episode 12 the season finale. And I think they had an idea and just went, no, wait, this is even better. And pitched it and by God actually got it. Like, and I would rather them be able to do that than to have to stick to what they were doing originally and be unhappy with it. Yeah. But either way, the narrative uh, sounds a little optimistic to me where they it sounds like they were excited about what they were going to do next and, mm-hmm. and kind of said, we can cut it off here and we've got a really good thing going next time and still uh, like still have a rewarding ending to season one, still something we're proud of, but we've got this other thing that we're so excited about that we're, we're going to go ahead and start investing in it, which to me is a lot better than, yeah, we got to the end of the season. We didn't know what we were, what we were going to do next time. We were hoping they'd give us another shot. Yeah. Which is a common thing, frankly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, if you guys are like, screw DC Universe, I don't want to spend that money, but I hear the Titans is pretty good, but guess what? If you have Netflix, January 11th, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. whole thing. And they've got, you know, WB's got a streaming service coming up in general. Mm-hmm. I'm betting until that service kicks in, in earnest, like it'll be a couple of years before this comes through. And until then, you'll probably be able to see these shows if you just wait and watch them on Netflix. Yeah. But... I think there will come a point where they won't let them stream into other services and they'll just they'll just say, here's the nominal fee for everything freaking Warner Brothers does and take it or leave it. Yeah. We're not kicking out but the Netflix anymore. We are going to be talking about some other stuff they're going to be doing for DC Universe that I think still makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see this Doom Patrol trailer? I did. That I sent you? I did. It's delightful. It is delightful. It's just them, you know, uh, taking a picture. It's like a Christmas card picture. Yeah. <laughs> Happy um, holidays, Christmas card picture. It it is yeah. hard to believe watching that promo that that show spawned from Titans. It really is. It seems dark, but also kooky and ridiculous. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm so down for it. Oh yeah, so it was a great. Like I think the scene where they had um, uh, Negative Man like dancing around while he's cooking. I think that mm-hmm. may be the scene that best maybe describes what they're going to be going for going forward and and do patrol. Yeah, maybe. But they did reveal that February 15th is the premiere date for Doom Patrol. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to it. If it's anywhere near as good as Titans, I'm going to be excited. Not long at all. And it's something to get you excited until uh, Shazam, frankly. We, we, yeah. Not a lot of time on any of these properties. Like, I felt like we went through a drought last year. And now a lot of stuff's paying off. Like the, the crops have, have arisen and the harvest has begun. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited because they've, they've mentioned that uh, – it looks like Danny the Street is going to be involved in Doom Patrol. Uh, who's that? Remember in the uh, <laughs> remember in the episode Doom Patrol and Titans mm-hmm. when they were wondering where the Doom Patrol is, and that guy just randomly tells them which house they live in, <laughs> and said they live on Danny Street. <laughs> no, but okay. All right. So yeah, Dan Danny the Street is um, he is a. Uh, Basically a sentient uh, plot of land, and he can place himself anywhere oh. he wants. And uh, he can talk to people through signs and and messages, you know, and um, he can sometimes put himself into, pe- into residents of the street. <laughs> yeah. This actually makes sense. I just read the, the first bit of the Wikipedia on him, and this 
This sounds this sounds like a lot of fun. It does, and you know, created by Grant Morrison. Be... That's always a good start. Mm-hmm. Almost always a good start. Apparently, this version is going to involve him uh, having uh, placed himself inside of a drag queen named Morris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So yeah. <laughs> It's one of those gags where it's a good callback for anyone who knew it. I didn't know it, but mm-hmm. that that's that's fantastic. I can appreciate it. And uh, it can't possibly hurt anything. Right. It's a cool idea. Oh, yeah. It's a cool bit. I think it'll be a good running bit kind of thing. James Wan says that Swamp Thing will focus on... Uh, they're going to be leaning into the gothic horror and romance aspects of the show. So, or of the franchise, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added Westworld's Leonardo Nam as a CDC employee Harlan Edwards, uh, who will be Abby Arcane's uh, ally investigating a deadly virus infecting the swamp. He is Abby's second-in-command, and he's also gay, they say. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy, but Westworld was so universally positively accepted that I'm like, well, that can't be bad. Yeah, um, I haven't seen Westworld yet. I know, y'all. I know. Yeah. Um, have you seen any of the behind-the-scenes stuff they've they've been putting out? No. They actually put out um, some really cool video, nice little jaunty music over it of of them filming in the uh, in the swamp mm-hmm. with the trees and everything. It looks cool. It looks cool as hell. Like there's it, gonna be some really great cinematography on this show because they're like showing us what they're where they are, but you can also they also have like the little monitor in the in the corner showing what they're filming. Right, it just looks gorgeous. Like hell yeah, I am excited as crap for Swamp Thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> let's see oh yeah they do have some stuff going on yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm yep it's gonna be a fun time mm-hmm it's gonna be a damn fun time uh speaking of fun times though here this was a this was a thing that i wasn't necessarily completely excited for but i have become very excited for mm-hmm. freaking star girl man have you been keeping up with the casting over here uh joel McHale, yes joel McHale, yes is playing Starman. um i saw something else i, for, I forget though I'm also I'm more excited about the people they are casting, like the characters they're casting. Oh. Um, hmm? They're going total JSA with it, apparently. Yeah. Dude, Luke Wilson is playing Stripe. <laughs> that was the one I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Stripe is a giant, like, 15-foot robot, right, that this guy Pat Dugan created. Pat Dugan was the sidekick of Stripesy. He yeah. was the sidekick of uh, Star Spangled Kid, a.k.a. Starman. Right. Um, in the comics, he got pulled forward in time by the Justice League and, and wound up becoming Stripe. He built this giant robot. But he his wife, her daughter, uh, is, uh, is Courtney, who is Stargirl. So I, 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 it looks like that's going to be pretty much mostly the same story here. Um, I doubt they're going to be pulled forward in time, but um, it seems like they're so Joel McHale Starman. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. It may be related. Yeah. It may not. It, we really don't know. And Jeff Johns is in charge, and he really cares about this project. Obviously, he does. So yeah. whatever is happening here, we have Jeff Johns at full capacity paying attention to this thing. Mm-hmm. This is not a project he's going to leave on the back burner and and pay attention to. Sometimes, like we're going to get his best, and his best is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited about Pat. I'm excited about Luke Wilson playing Pat. I'm 
really excited about Joel McHale being Starman. Yeah, of course. Like fucking, of Especially course. Especially if he's playing. I just I'm excited about the notion of Luke Wilson being at some point Joel McHale's sidekick. <laughs> 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 um they've uh, they've also cast uh, Henry Thomas um as uh Dr. Charles McNider who was Dr. Midnight. Uh he you know brilliant uh doctor who has an owl. Of course. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, he's going to be in a recurring role. Uh they've brought they're bringing in Brian Stapp as as Wildcat or Staff, I don't know how you say it, but um, Ted Grant is Wildcat. He, uh, I know, I can't remember if they ever actually made him the real father of Black Canary of, of Dinah Lance, but he did have an affair with her mother while they were in the JSA together. Mm-hmm. Um, he taught, uh, Dinah how to fight. <clears throat> so I, he, he actually even taught Bruce how to box at some point, And I think that was pre new 52. I don't know what they did in, uh, post that. It's in some continuities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I couldn't that, that's, pin him down for you now, but yeah, really cool. They've cast Lou Ferrigno Jr., son of the freaking Hulk, as <laughs> Our Man. Yeah, I again, I for some reason I love Our Man. I don't know why. Every time mm-hmm. I see him, I get excited. And uh, Lou Ferrigno Jr. seems like yeah, great fit. That's let's do that. But man, just excited that he's there. Yeah, Rex Tyler, master chemist, adrenaline junkie, as they say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just basically a, a drug addict with a, a good attitude and a helpful spirit, but he's, <laughs> but I, I love that guy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I, like you said, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm more excited about the casting of the people or the actual roles. I think it's more like the roles themselves. Absolutely. That's what I'm really excited about so far. They're really filling out that like first round table, you know? Mm-hmm. And Jeff John's talking about the project. It is cool. It's going to take the Stars and Stripe comic, the Justice Society comic, and merge it into one thing. Tonally is Spider-Man Homecoming and and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, along with the comic books. We're bringing a lot of the legacy Man, stuff into it, a lot of the stuff. Huh? That's 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 a lot to shoot for tonally, but I think he can do it. I know it. He says we're bringing a lot of the legacy stuff into it, a lot of the stuff James Robinson did with the Justice Society. I love all of that. His JSA, the Golden Age series, launching the JSA. I've always wanted to do a series based on Stars and Stripes, so it's really exciting. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Go, man, go. They've cast uh, Joy Osmansky as Tigress, who is described as protecting and providing for her family. Paula Brooks hunts the world's most dangerous game, humans, as the Tigress. They've got Neil Hopkins... As Sportsmaster, Lawrence Crusher Croc, who sees his criminal pursuits as a game to win and his competitors as targets to kill. The only thing more important to Croc than the game is his family. Uh, Nelson Lee as Dragon King, a supervillain who hides his face and past. He's a deadly and mysterious hooded man. This controversial scientist has been experiment- experimenting on himself and his victims since the 1940s. Man, they're shooting for it on that show, man. They really are. Sportsmaster still cracks me up. Sure. But um, after Young Justice, I, I had to I had to admit, like, no, you could do this thing. You can do this thing dramatically. That could work. Do you remember, do you know what Sportsmaster always reminds me of? What was that? Uh, Wayne Gretzky's All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that cartoon? <laughs> Very vaguely, yeah. I, I mean, I remember it, it like, insofar as I would see it and go, yeah, nope, and try to find Looney Tunes somewhere or something. 
That's 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 exactly my. That was what that I. That was did your too. mo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if that was the name of it, but it was like I want to say it was like him and Mike Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson or some shit. I don't know. It was like Pro Stars. That's that's what it was. Pro Stars. Uh, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson. Holy shit! Yeah, you nailed it. I'm that's, surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, had one season. Here's what's sad. As you were saying all three of those people, I was like, well, that sounds right, but it is Dave, and that is sports. Mm-hmm. So let's wait on him to finish typing. But it was a cartoon but in the so 90s. so help me, you nailed it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> I didn't get the name right, but... Uh, in case anyone doesn't know, Young Justice Season 3, Outsiders, is now streaming on DC Universe. And uh, even though I have not seen any of it, I uh, implore you to go watch it. I absolutely will be watching that, for sure. Like yeah. We're going to review I'm, it. I'm, I'm excited about it. At, uh, the, the fact that you haven't already seen us post about it in, in cast form is not does not indicate our excitement about the series. Yeah, I've just I've literally had uh, podcasting things yeah. out the ass. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> ironically, I can't make a podcast about it because I'm too busy doing podcasts. Yeah, it happens sometimes. It happens when there's like 17 freaking shows that we cover, plus mm-hmm. an entire movie universe. And you go, and one of us has to go and start a Star Trek podcast too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's launching their second season in like 10 days or less. And at this point, I have a I have a stack two inches high of of dc related reading material like on the on my table right now mm-hmm. like i just measured it by putting my fingers on it it's about two inches yeah so uh, dc sent out a press release uh, announcing that all future animated movies would uh, be available on dc universe on the same day that the films are released on blu-ray not digital but blu-ray hmm interesting that's still that's still pretty sweet mm-hmm. if you ask me mm-hmm. they've got some interesting stuff coming up uh, the new system begins in January with uh, Reign of the Superman. That's January 29th. I like that. It was getting pretty and annoying to have to buy like a crappy version online early and then mm-hmm. not be able to actually get a decent version later or buy it twice in order to get a better version. That's basically mm-hmm. what we're having to do. Um, you know, and if you were wondering, well, what else are they going to have? Uh, they've got Justice League versus the Fatal Five and Batman Hush coming out in 2019. Which is now, ju- a lot and fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is. Justice League versus the Fatal Five, by the way. Um, I don't know this person. It's from Game of Thrones. Uh, Elias Gable, maybe? He's voicing Thomas Callor uh, in Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Mm-hmm. Um, his character named Starboy. Okay. And uh, Doom Patrol's Crazy Jane character, Diane Giro, for, uh, is going to be voicing Jessica Cruz. It's going to be her first foray into uh, animation, I think. No. Oh. Period. Cool. She's gonna love it. Um, so she, you're gonna work for three hours and go home that day. You're gonna love <laughs> here's, it. Here's here's the thing that might intrigue other people, uh, fans of the old school. The rest of the cast includes Kevin Conroy as Batman, of course, George Newbern as Superman, yep, and Susan Eisenberg as Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, that's the old JLU lineup. That's that's the old Paul Dini verse lineup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For anyone wondering, Tim also, Daly is actually busy these days. Yeah, he is. And he hasn't been Superman for kind of a long time. I know. I, know. I do still miss him. He had a good Superman voice. He did. Uh, I, I, yeah. Not I unhappy him. with what followed him, but. Yeah. 
Daniela uh, Babadia, maybe, as Miss Martian, Kevin Michael Richardson as Mr. Terrific, Noel Fisher as Brainiac 5, and Tara Strong as Saturn Girl, uh, Peter Jessup from Mass Effect as Thorak from The Fatal Five, mm-hmm. uh, evidently, uh, Tom Kenny, SpongeBob SquarePants, as Bloodsport. Oh, Tom Kenny, so many freaking things. Yeah. Uh, Batman Ninjas, Matthew Kang King, voicing the Persuader. Uh, this is Us, uh, Sumali Montano is em- Emerald Empress, and uh, Grimm's Philip Anthony Rodriguez is voicing a character named Mano. Uh, the synopsis is is interesting, though. Uh, Justice League versus the Final, sorry, the Fatal Five, finds the fate of the Earth hanging in the balance when the Justice League faces a powerful new threat, the Fatal Five. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman seek answers as the time-traveling trio of Mano, Persuado, sorry, Persuader, and Therok um, terrorize Metropolis in search of budding Green Lantern Jessica Cruz. With her unwilling help, they aim to free remaining Fatal Five members em- Emerald, Empress, and Validus to carry out their sinister plan. But the Justice League has also discovered an ally from another time in the peculiar Starboy, brimming with volatile power. Could he be the key to thwarting the Fatal Five? An epic battle against ultimate evil awaits. Bruce Tim is executive producing. I saw one shot of this, and it looks like it looks like Justice League Unlimited. Good. Um, there has been a lot of talk about the former cast coming back. Uh, some people are are saying that this might be uh, setting up a bigger reunion. That this might even actually be set uh, in that universe. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. I, if that all folds toward that, that's fantastic. Bruce, please don't have anyone have sex with anyone. Right. No more farting. No more, you know, whatever. It's, it's an ongoing request from me. Bruce Tim, please stop sexualizing everybody. It's getting weird. Please. I'm I, Like, I'm okay with these characters having adult moments, but let's face it, you've made it weird a couple times. Mm-hmm. Excited about this. Uh, <laughs> Batman the Long Halloween is going to be made into an animated movie. Yeah, couldn't be happier about that. Yeah, Revenge of the Fans uh, is reported on that. Uh, We don't know who's playing who yet, but the cast includes Troy Baker, Jensen Ackles, Naya Rivera, uh, Titus Welliver, David Dostmalshian, Jim Peary, Amy Landecker, Matthew Gray Goobler, Katie Sackhoff, and uh, Fred Tedeschore? Tedeschore? Mm. I think that's how you say it. Um, so the synopsis, Christmas, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, as the calendar's days stack up, so do the bodies littered in the streets of Gotham City. A murderer is loose, killing only on holidays. The only man that can stop this fiend, the Dark Knight. In a mystery taking place during Batman's early days of crime fighting, Batman the Long Halloween is one of the greatest Dark Knight stories ever told. Working with District Attorney Harvey Dent and Lieutenant James Gordon, Batman races against the calendar as he tries to discover who Holiday is before he claims his next victim each month. A mystery that has the reader continually guessing the identity of the killer, this story also ties into the events that transform Harvey Dent into Batman's deadly enemy, Two-Face. That is a fantastic graphic novel by Tim Sale and uh, Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb's the writer, Tim Sale's the artist. Um, Fantastic graphic novel. Uh, I feel like that synopsis plays it up well it, it is it's a gorgeous story yeah gorgeous gorgeous story um you if you read this thing you will definitely be buying the sequel dark victory it was fantastic yeah um i hope they make dark victory into an animated uh film as well but you know one thing at a time they're getting so gung-ho about these things I, i'd bet on it i really would mm-hmm 
Uh, and that brings us to Superman Red Sun. Oh. Revenge of the Fans again is uh, saying that looks like uh, they are making a Superman Red Sun animated film. Red Sun, fantastic graphic novel. You need to see. One of you need to read this. Yeah, just one of the top five. Period for um, me. It's by Mark Millar. Uh, Superman lands in the Soviet Union instead of Can- Kansas. It's a total Elseworld story. Uh, Superman is raised in 1950s Russia. Kennedy is an assassinated. Lex Luthor is a scientist who helps create the Green Lantern Marine Corps. It's fantastic. Revenge of the Fans uh, says the cast includes Amy Acker, uh, Diedrich Bader, Jim Ward, Greg Chun, uh, Jason Isaacs. Freaking Jason Isaacs. I love that dude. Uh, Jason Spisak, Paul Williams, Phil Lamar, Phil Morris, Roger Craig Smith, Tara Strong. I'm skipping people. There are tons of people in here. Um, they actually, that's not official. And I guess when they put that out, Diedrich Bader responded. He's like, proud to be a part of it. And then apparently somebody at Warner Brothers did, shoot, shut the hell up. We haven't even announced it yet. He's like, oh, <laughs> let me delete that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even if they weren't, I making... really looked into that one, and there was there was just nothing other than the Revenge of the Fans saying, "Yeah, I've heard at the moment." But I'm pretty sure Diedrich Bader just announced it pretty much. I that's yeah. Ho- hopefully, that's a good sign. Yeah, but could but, you see it also even... being him just like sitting by his pool between filming? I forget what the sitcom is he's on now. I forget the name of it, but mm-hmm. like just just him know. hanging out by the grill, looking at that, and thinking, "Oh, cool, proud to be a part of it." What? I'm not. Never mind. Sorry. Delete. 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 Seriously, even if they're not making one, and you haven't read Superman Red Sun, get on that. Well, uh, going beyond that, first read that. Yes, it's going to be one of the one of the greatest things you've ever read in the, in the history of mm-hmm. graphic novels. Seriously, one of my top five. Mm. And if you have read it, get on board with this. Uh, like like good uh, tweet. I don't know. Yeah. Let let's let's get inspired by this. Yeah. Kind of a show you Superman Red thing. Sun. Fifteen forty four on Amazon right now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's you can buy used and new from seven eighty nine seven eighty five. <laughs> Kindle edition nine ninety nine. You still pay fifteen after shipping shit. on the used thing. whatever. For about around fifteen bucks if you've got Amazon Prime. Right. You can have yep. this thing and it will it will genuinely in, like enhance your uh perception of, of that universe. It, it's it's fantastic. But at the least you know, we can support it. I hope it happens. But I hope he's right. Mm-hmm. I really hope he's right. Yeah. I love Superman Red Sun. I love how it ends. I love everything about it. Oh, God. What a fantastic endings. It's got one of those twists that happens in like the last few pages where you're like, God damn, that, that was all worth it. It's got one of those bits in there that actually makes me cry, too. I want to ask which one, but. <laughs> is it a sp- I'll, 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 t- I'll do it after the credits. Is it a spoiler? Okay. To avoid okay. spoilers. Right. Yeah. I can deal with that. <laughs> but uh, we're done I, I'm done there's no more news cool alright wrap it up it's late let's get this going it is still don't have a baby crying <laughs> I've got time to edit this thing yeah alright guys thank you so much for listening I'm so sorry to all the all the people out there who left us uh, 1400 uh, voicemails 1475 and uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry can't keep track mm-hmm. um, we'll get everything Next week, maybe we'll do a feedback episode in full, or it'll probably be a little news, little feedback, or a lot of feedback. It'll just be an episode of Jordan Valdez. It might. And it, it's going to be some news, some <laughs> feedback, and I uh, have a little bit of stat stuff I've been playing with, and I'm going to break down a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, I woke up one day and there was just an ungodly, there were these links and there were just ungodly numbers. It was like if you right click on the, uh, on like a web page and you just look at the source code and you're just like, what what the hell? That's what it looked like to me. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I heard a flat line in my head. Like translation, I sent him an Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this looks like numbers. <laughs> those, those all, um, those all, they look like the same tin shapes I'm used to. Yep. Uh-huh. Are you there? All right, guys. So, uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. All right, so what was it? Oh, the thing, the red sun that made me cry? Yeah. Uh, why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? Oh, see, yeah, that was, that was right at the end there, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. That was so good. So good. So good. But uh, yeah, I do love the. I, lo- I love. I love that Lex Luthor is 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 his. He's definitely great, the great, protagonist. Great, 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 yeah. Well, no, and, I love that. Yeah, he's like the, an- the ancestor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Or you know, it's just it's a loop that Earth basically the sun grows red and Luthor gets shortened to L and yeah, it's all such that's great. A good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Like such a good twist. That on is it. so good. That is so good. I wouldn't be mad if they like put it into canon. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I, I, also, everything with uh with Green Lantern, mm-hmm. where like he it, the, like his example of willpower in this is mm-hmm. he just builds this entrapment camp for the people who are keeping him prisoner of war. I need to go back and read this thing. <laughs> Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.